You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined us today for episode 129, Thankful We Don't Always Have to Be Right. We can now put Halloween and all its creepiness in our rearview mirror and head toward Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S., a much more meaningful holiday. We'll come upon it in just four weeks, the fourth Thursday of November. And rather than focusing on that one day for what we're thankful for, I'll be using the next four weekly episodes to reflect upon this most important relational principle of gratitude. Thankfulness, gratitude, appreciation are all important qualities that bring joy into our relationships. You know, I did something similar to this back in 2019 in episodes 41 through 44. I'll have links to them in the show notes. For the next four weeks, though, I want us to think more deeply about being thankful for more than just our family and good health, those two common but important items of gratitude that come up at Thanksgiving dinner. I hope you stick with me because I'm confident you'll pick up an idea or two to enhance your relational skills that will deepen your relationships. I'll start with a story that happened to my wife Janet and me just a few weeks ago. We took a two-day getaway trip to our favorite happy place, Door County, Wisconsin. It's in the northern part of our state. We love the water, which is everywhere, the picturesque state park, and the slow pace of life there. Janet loves going into many of the quaint shops while I sit in the car and read. I'm not into quaint. She is. On our way out of town at the end of our trip, as we headed home the last day, we stopped to buy apples and cherries. It's what part of this state is known for. And we also bought a few pumpkins. As I pulled out of the parking lot of the store where we bought the pumpkins, I had to make a left turn onto a busy two-lane highway. Our car was at an awkward angle to see cars coming from my right because the headrest on the passenger seat blocked my part of the view. I could partially see a car off in the distance, and Janet was watching for it too, and then said, Okay, you're all clear. You can pull out now. So I stepped on the gas and turned left onto the highway. As I gained speed, I looked in my rearview mirror and saw a car that I thought was in the distance right up against the rear of our car, both of us traveling at high speeds. I stepped harder on the gas, and the other car slowed down. I don't think it was all clear, Janet. That car was right up on my tail, I said. Oh, I'm sorry, she said. Well, I quickly forgot about the car behind us, and we continued down the highway for a few miles 
at which point I pulled into a gas station to fill up. While pumping gas and out of nowhere, a girl, I should say a young woman, pops out from the other side of the gas pump. She was wearing torn blue jeans, tattoos up and down both arms, a bare midriff with a ring in her navel and another one in her nose. Her partially pink hair was in a bun on top of her head. With both hands on her hips, she said to me, You know, you almost caused an accident back there when you pulled onto the road. I almost ran into you. Well, I I then recognized the car. And without thinking, I said, Well, you were going pretty fast. I said that as I continued to pump gas. No, I wasn't, she said. The speed limit is 55, and that's exactly what I was going. I've been driving now for five years, and I really had to slam on the brakes to avoid crashing into you. She implied that her five years of driving experience was all I needed to know about her motor vehicle expertise. What I wanted to say was, well, my wife said it was all clear for me to pull out, but I didn't want to throw Janet under the bus and blame her. Janet later said, oh, that would have been okay with me. You could, have, you could have told her that. She said it wouldn't have bothered her if I had thrown her under the bus. That's because she's pretty comfortable in her own skin, and in spite of what the girl said, Janet thought the girl was still driving way too fast. Anyway, as I continued filling my car with gas, I kept thinking about this girl. I thought, you know, she's only been driving five years, and if she got her license when she was 16, like most kids do, that would make her uh, 21. But she actually looked uh, younger than that. Well, the conversation ended with the tattooed pink-haired driver, and she continued pumping gas, as did I. But then something happened inside of me. I don't know what it was. But when I finished filling my car with gas, I walked around the corner of the pump and said to the girl, Miss? I actually had to say it twice before she heard me. Miss? She looked up a bit surprised, at which point I said, I apologize for what happened back there. I appreciate that, she said. I was really scared. And I could see it in her face. I didn't mean to scare you, I said. Well, thank you, she said again. I really appreciate that. At this point, I felt like I needed to represent old men who looked down their noses at tattooed young women with rings in their noses. I didn't want her to think badly of all of us. Well, there are some things I learned from this chance meeting. First of all, Apologizing well is really not a skill I want to develop. I want to have fewer things I need to apologize for. (laughs) Certainly not more of them. I learned that that a barrier dropped between this girl and me once I apologized. I could see more clearly the impact my behavior had on her. I could also see more clearly that my pride stood between us before I said I was sorry. Pride in my driving skills 
pride in the fact that I knew what I was doing at that point. I certainly wasn't looking for it, but I actually felt connected with that girl once I apologized. This incident reminded me of my daughter and a car accident she was once in. It reminded me that this girl, with the pink-haired bun on the top of her head, had a mother and a father who probably loved her. Like I love our daughter and our granddaughter. So what does this all mean mean for you? Is there anyone you need to apologize to? Are there barriers you think would drop if you did? Is there anything you've done to scare people, unwittingly, like I did? Also, to, to what extent do you feel you need to prove yourself to others? If so, could that be more about your pride than anything else? Are there people in your life trying to prove themselves to you? If so, how about asking God to show you how to help relieve that person of the burden of feeling they always have to be right? Here's the main point that I hope you remember from today's episode. Be thankful we don't always have to be right. It will free us from the burden of having to defend ourselves, which in turn will help us relate better with others. It really does break down barriers between people. I'd, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org or you can share your thoughts in the leave a comment box at the bottom of the show notes. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to take some action. Like thinking about where your pride and defensiveness may be getting in the way of a relationship. It will help you find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. And I really look forward to connecting with you again next week about another thankfulness topic. But for now, goodbye.